Today, left-wing insurrections take place across the country. Jacob Chansley is released from prison, but not for the reasons you might have been told. And Democrat lawmakers throw temper tantrums about that pesky Second Amendment. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and today is a day that will live in infamy. A dark day from which this country will never, ever recover. You see, it all started yesterday after the Kentucky legislature voted to override the governor's veto and pass a bill outlawing the surgical mutilation of children who have been confused into thinking they are a different gender. Hundreds of protesters showed up to protest with signs outside the building, and then, and then, a violent transurrection, I'm sorry, insurrection happened when a large swath of those protesters turned into rioters and descended upon the Capitol grounds chanting, shame, watch. They even took over the chamber as a member of the state legislature who appears to be a literal demon began yelling about atonement. Watch. wasn't all. Over in Texas, a handful of mentally ill clowns took over the Capitol grounds by staging a die-in for the same reason, a bill advancing in the Texas Senate protecting children from mutilation and, well, leftists get very angry at the thought of not being allowed to chop off children's body parts. And finally, in Tennessee today, a group of around 400 crazed left-wing extremists rushed into the state Capitol building in Nashville to protest for more gun control. You can see the officers pushing them back, and there they are taking over. This footage showed uh, at least six Tennessee state troopers holding back a crowd of angry protesters as they attempted to actually reach the lawmakers, and then they did. Here they are on the floor taking over so that these lawmakers are not allowed to certify anything. They're not allowed to pass bills. They're not allowed to certify anything. They could have, they could have been killed. My God, this is worse than 9-11. Our democracy has never been so threatened. I demand a March 30th committee. I demand that these people be held in prison without access to lawyers, in solitary confinement, in unsanitary conditions. I demand that these domestic terrorists be held accountable for the darkest day in American history. 
After all, those are the rules now, right? I'd like to welcome to the program at this time Pat Gray, host of Pat Gray Unleashed here on Blaze TV and Blaze TV contributor John Doyle, also host of Heck Off Commie. You know, you may have sensed a little sarcasm in my opening. Oh, what? Maybe, really? Maybe. Oh, wow. That wasn't entirely sincere. However, mm-hmm. I will say with all the sarcasm I've just given you, mm-hmm. I do think that any of these states that are red states that have had this happen, Tennessee, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Kentucky, where strangely the governor vetoed the bill, but the legislature was like, ha, 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 not today, and passed it through anyway. I do actually think all of these people should be held to the same standards as the people, the political prisoners of January 6th. You bet. Uh, and we need to be, like, like you mentioned already, worse than 9-11, worse yeah. than Pearl Harbor. Yes, I mean, it reminds me of the Civil War, mm. frankly. Mm. Uh, we almost didn't make it through. Almost that. didn't. It was it was the day democracy almost died yes. again. Mm. I mean, how many times is this going to happen? Um, I, you know, will we hear any of that from the left? Of course not. They'll yeah. completely excuse it, just like they did the riots in 2020. Every all of that was perfectly fine with them. Of course, the injury and death numbers were far higher. Uh, the destruction numbers were far higher. And they just continue to, to lie about January 6th, and they'll just ignore this. It's almost like, it's almost like, John, that they don't actually have real principles uh, in which they truly live their lives by. They just use everything for political gain. Yeah, which honestly is something to be aspired, uh, aspired to, in my opinion. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, you know, you can, we can not do that, and then now we have people like this occupying, you know, state Congress buildings throughout the country. And uh, I think that certain things are like inevitable, um, things like prisons or things like insane asylums. And if you don't have those things where people who are just incompatible with society can be concentrated, you're going to have them like democratized. So because we don't want to prosecute people now and have a prison that actually is doing the job of a prison, now we all have to kind of bear that load, even if in a small capacity where if you want to go to a store and get a bottle of liquor, you want to get a razor, something like that, you have to have someone come now over and, you know, get a little key and open it up for you because we just can't trust people to not steal because we don't want to put people who steal in prison or people in insane asylums too, where, you know, we don't want to have these people there because there was that, you know, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. There were these lawsuits. Oh, it's so inhumane. Maybe, but certain people need to just be locked up. And because we don't want to do that now, when you go to one of our cities, you have to, well, come on, kids, you know, keep your wife, keep your kids close to you because you have crackheads and drug addicts and all these people who need to be institutionalized prowling about. And same thing with, you know, uh, these transsexual people. These are people who are incompatible with society. I mean, they are not well mentally, and there's no demographic of people who are more likely to lash out like this, maybe in a relatively peaceful capacity in a state capital, but even in a violent capacity as well as we've seen. So I think we need to just be honest with ourselves about that. I mean, just think about the, the trajectory of just this week. Right. We had a a transgender person, a mentally ill person, an evil, deranged person uh, go inside of a Christian school and slaughter innocent children and adults. Um, Look at what's taken place since then. We've got the the people organizing the Trans Day of Vengeance who have just, you know, kind of upped the ante and doubled down and said, no, we're doing this. You have uh, more trans people coming out and saying we're the ones who should live in fear because of what happened rather than the Christians who just got shot up for seemingly no reason at all. And so you, you see now this happen leading into the weekend in which this particular trans 
protest rally, whatever you want to call it, is supposed to take place. I'm a little concerned about the the trajectory of this aggression. I think you should be. It's it's kind of frightening. Um, and why haven't we why haven't we heard what the manifesto was all about? Why hasn't mm-hmm. that been released? Mm-hmm. Why why don't we see the manifesto that she wrote before she went in and, and killed six people in that school? If that was a MAGA Republican, mm-hmm. and that person had printed out a manifesto. Uh, we, it would be everywhere, leading every newscast. It would have been released. We would know exactly what was being said there. But for some reason, they're keeping this thing under wraps, and uh, it's despicable. It's despicable. Yeah. It should be out in the light of sun. And and it's. I, I think we talked about this yesterday, and I had said, you know, it's, it's interesting. It was a, a strange move to me, in my opinion, from Nashville police because they had been so transparent mm-hmm up until that point. So then that makes you wonder even more, what the hell are they hiding that they don't want us to see? I asked that on Twitter and I had somebody reply, which I think is fair. They were like, well, you know, there's a lot going on right now. It's gonna take a couple days, you know, give them a break. And I thought, okay, maybe. I think the reason they don't want it, or well, you have these activist groups putting pressure on as well. Like don't release it, don't release it. And it's not because they don't want what it says getting out, I don't think, because we all know what it says already. It's because they know that people on their side will not be able to help themselves from going, well, where's the lie? Well, what's wrong about it? They will not be able to help themselves for the life of themselves to agree with it publicly, which will shine a light on exactly what kind of rot exists within that coalition. I mean, they, they, they wear shirts that say trans rights or else with a bunch of guns in front. Yeah. Like, what, what else am I supposed to take from that? Well, and there was a, the trans group that said um, hate has consequences. Yes. What? The, yes. If people are going to be killed? Yes. Uh, unbelievable. And I hear that all the time, speci- like spe- specific to me that, you know, uh, death threats or, you know, perhaps um, any sort of aggression or just hate towards my way, their their reasoning is always, well, that's what you're supposed to do to bigots. You're not you're not yeah. supposed to be reasonable with bigots. You're not supposed to do that with they call you fascist, right? With Nazis. You're not supposed to do that with Nazis. Yeah, it was sort of an epiphany I had in Dallas last summer actually at that event that we covered at the uh, the gay bar where they were having a drag event for kids where you had these like Antifa transgender paramilitary units there that were armed and they were standing there begging someone on our side to do something. I sort of realized like, you know, I've covered Black Lives Matter riots, I've covered all sorts of this this is the only time I've ever felt like truly threatened because these people are insane mm-hmm. and they would love to achieve that martyr status and they believe that we are there trying to genocide them mm-hmm. and frankly 41% of them are going to attempt suicide anyway so they don't really value their lives they hate their own existence why would they not want to take out a fascist especially yep. like a high profile fascist so since then I've kind of steered clear from those events because I just nope not going to be me I, I, I don't know John my, would rather it be me it's not that I'd rather it be you but like if my if I get up to heaven hopefully my ancestors are like, you got taken out by one of those? That, that's the end to our bloodline? I'm going to be very <laughs> right. ashamed of that. Well, I mean, on top of that, who knows how many, you know, medications, psychotropic yeah. medications that they're on that, you know, these are not well people. These are not mentally well people. And, and that's sort of the problem. I really think that the reason we haven't seen more of these is just because the social contagion is so young. But in the next three years or so, you're going to see a lot more of these types of shooters. Because if you look at the mass shooters of days past, these were people who were antisocial. They were very, you know, just slipping through the cracks. And they had this like vague frustration against society. And they chose to do something like that. But what happens if you have, you know, people who are now 
autistic in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. They're very socially anxious. Mm -hmm. They're angry. And they're groomed into this narrative that not only worsens their mental condition, but it tells them, here's the villain. It's mm -hmm. conservatives. It's Christians. It's white people or whatever. You're just going to see more of this because then you even see like uh, Kareen Jean-Pierre, whatever. She says that like we're standing with the trans community because they're under attack right now. If you showed that clip to an alien and explained the context, they would be like, so they're like aligning with the, the transgender person who shot? Yes, they are. Yes, Because they the are. left has their friend-enemy distinction down to a T. And they understand that, well, yeah, we're not you know exactly going to celebrate it. That's bad optics. But they understand that when their foot soldiers go in there, whether it's Antifa, Black Lives Matter, or literal mass shooters, they won't disavow. Because even if they don't want to be seen with the blood on their hands, they know that it's good for their politics. Mm. Um, I want to really quickly, so uh, we, of course, just talked about the, the Nashville shooter. So... Um, they have not released the manifesto. The only new information that we've heard today comes from a former pastor there. And so this is just him giving an interview. Um, I have not seen any police verification of this, but he says that the shooter was receiving counseling sessions with the pastor uh, of the church, Chad Scruggs, who had one of his uh, children, Hallie Scruggs, uh, killed by this shooter. Mm. And so the school denies it. Um, and then of course, Nashville police won't give us much information other than that. So uh, again, these are just allegations, but would be very interesting if so. Again, a great reason to give us the information and give us the manifesto. Great reason. That's how conspiracies get started, is that you don't give us all of the information and we have to fill in the blanks on our own. Um, all right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back with more. First, I want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So, look, you don't want to support a company, give your money to a company uh, that is trashing the country that made their success possible, donating a portion of your bill to left-leaning causes that want to take your guns up and they want to kill all the babies in the womb. Patriot Mobile exists for that reason. They are part of the parallel economy so that you can make sure that your dollars, your hard-earned money, are going to companies that believe in the same values that you do. Uh, they are, of course, it's called Patriot Mobile. They are patriots over there, and they have nationwide coverage on all three major networks, so you can get the best possible service in your area. They have a coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with the coverage, you can switch to a different network for free. And uh, look, you you got to support the companies who support you. You can do that by going to patriotmobile.com slash news. Get free activation with the offer code news over at patriotmobile.com slash news. Those of you who are watching this on Blaze TV, we appreciate you guys being a subscriber. Those of you who are watching on YouTube, we appreciate you, but we would appreciate it even more if you went and uh, gently tap that like button, subscribe, and uh, comment. Let us know what you think of the show. Um, so earlier this week, we talked about an incident that happened in New Zealand when a British woman's rights activist uh, had to flee New Zealand because she was touring. This is, of course, uh, Kelly J. Keene. She goes by the name Posey Parker as well. Uh, she was touring. She had a Let Women Speak tour, and she was pelted with eggs. They dumped tomato juice on her. And as you guys can see who are watching this, um, those of you who are listening on the audio podcast, she is surrounded 
And when I say surrounded, I do really mean surrounded by leftist activists. There's a lot of pushing. They're reaching for her. Uh, the police are attempting to get her to safety. But a very uh, tense and, I would imagine, frightening moment for her. They're throwing all sorts of liquids in the air. And uh, so we talked about this this earlier this week. And, you know, as we've seen mm. this week, um, we just talked about the the increasing aggression, um, not just from the left, but but specifically on the issue of women and what is a woman. I wanted to bring Kelly J. Keene, also known as Posey Parker, in on this herself. This is the founder of Standing for Women. Um, I, I, I want to ask you, Kelly, were you how terrified were you because i look at that and i'm terrified for you is this the is this the worst that it's gotten for you yeah absolutely i genuinely thought if i if i hit the floor i'd, I'd never get back up i thought they were gonna stomp or crush me to death yeah um and then do you know the the people so it was it was the eggs right it was tomato juice it was there was some sort of liquid there um were these people what yeah what what else what else was going on there well i i don't remember any eggs but i certainly remember some tomato juice um look they're really angry they're terrorists uh i think it's it's no longer um exaggerating or uh you know it, it's it's accurate to call them terrorists. They're literally using intimidation, threatening behavior and aggression to try and stop women speaking. Um, but there was 2,000 people and the police weren't there. The police were actually on the outskirts of the park. Uh, so it wasn't until we'd got to at the very edge of the park through the, the mob of 2,000 people who just wanted blood um, that actually the police stepped in and and they were... Uh, suspicious by um, their absence, to be quite honest. Yeah, well, you know, we see that a lot, even here in America. Um, another Blaze TV host, Alex Stein, who is one of my good friends, went to San Francisco over the weekend. You may have seen the video um, as well. It was the same weekend that this happened to you. He went over to San Francisco, and this wasn't just a trans rally. This was a, a youth, a trans youth rally, because um, they want to trans all the kids, and they want to turn, you know, little boys into women. And um, and he was attacked. They, they threw hot coffee on him. So, I mean, this is something that we are seeing even here in the United States with this just increase, this rise in aggression. Um, but but specifically when I, I'm, I'm talking to you, Kelly, because I think you and I have have done, we have a lot of, of, we share a lot of commonalities, similarities in what we're fighting for, you know, being adult human females and all. And um, I, I just, I, I always, it, it boggles my mind that women just so easily go along with this. I mean, you see women getting second, third place to a biological male, and they're cheering with smiles on their faces, not particularly in the case of, you know, Leah Thomas, but we just saw recently these cyclists. These women are so excited to let men replace them. Why is that? I've thought about this so much, and um, I think actually those young women do hate women like me because I'm 48, and... Um, I frequently say to them, you know, you, you hate us, but you will become us. There will be a, a time where uh, the wrinkles start and you st stop being quite so attractive to men. Um, and I, I just think they're just trying to please them. They're playing a very silly short-term game and they're giving away rights that they haven't fought for. Many of them are quite privileged, so it's not going to hurt them so much. Um, and also they've been indoctrinated in schools and girls more than boys uh, do sort of covert... Uh, more psychological um, 
uh, tactics when it comes to disagreement and boys are a little bit more upfront. So girls can pretend all this uh, and it's, it's, it's deeply shocking. The amount of girls and women, young women in that audience and then also invested women, so women that have transitioned their children um, in that mob uh, were, you know, they were, they, they were represented, but the noises and the voices that I could hear were, were men. So has this made you think twice about touring across, you know, the world, spreading the message, uh, you know, of actual women's rights? Are you are you thinking about doing anything differently now? Absolutely not. No, I've got four children. One of um, my kids is a daughter. Um, and I've been doing this since like, I put a billboard up with a dictionary definition of the word woman in 2018. It was removed for hate speech. I've um, had the police involved with my activities on five occasions now, norm, usually for using words that hurt fully grown men. Um, so no, I don't intend to stop at all. Um, I intend to keep going because what happened in New Zealand, the, the part of my activism, and I've never been an activist before, I was a happy stay-at-home mother, um, but part of my activism is not just allowing women to speak and creating space, but showing what happens when women speak and use words like, no and mean it uh, and this is what happens there's some very entitled spoilt um misogynist and i don't mean men by misogynist i mean actual misogynists um who just want to stop us and it's now the whole world can see just how violent and uh and aggressive and threatening these uh, so-called trans activists are yeah, I uh, couldn't agree more so kelly i want to i want to i want to ask you one final question here how do we how do we stop this? How do we how do we swing the pendulum the other way? Well, I say to people all the time, if not you, then who? And if not now, then when? And it simply means just speak. Like when you're in a conversation, someone's talking uh, all happy and smiley about their friend transitioning their child and aren't they brave? Just say no. It's profound abuse. Mm. We'll leave that child with no sexual function and they will be sterile. Like just speak. And, and if enough of us do it, we don't have to go all out. Not everybody has to be an activist. And I certainly never wanted to be one. But we don't have to go out and try and offend people. We just have to speak the truth. And if that ends up offending people, then so be it. Yeah. That's You just speak. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, so, Kelly, tell everyone where they can find you and more about your organization. So uh, my organization is called standingforwomen.com. You can find us there. Um, we do have uh, chapters in the United States of America. Um, I'm on Twitter as uh, at the Posey Parker. And my YouTube channel is Kelly J. Keen. Well, we appreciate you, uh, your voice in the fight. It is so, so necessary. And I appreciate you. Listen, listen, really quick before we let you go. I didn't want to be an activist either. I've got like 10 million jobs. I'm like, I didn't want to be an activist either. And here we are fighting the fight because as you said, uh, if not us, then who? So I appreciate you taking the time to be with us and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right, I uh, want to thank our sponsor, Pure Health. So they've got this awesome mm -hmm. liver supplement because uh, you, know, you may be like, liver? 
Why would I need anything for my liver? Well, the latest data from the American Heart Association indicates that adults with fatty liver are just 3.5 times more likely to have heart failure than those without. And, oh, by the way, 100 million Americans actually have fatty liver. So that's a lot of you that are at risk. You know, our livers are supposed to detoxify our bodies, cholesterol, alcohol. We're throwing all sorts of stuff at it, Tylenol, statins. And uh, that's why you can end up with a sluggish fatty liver. It's going to make you, you know, gain weight and lose energy. And uh, your liver helps you with over 500 key functions every day. Might I suggest you help your liver with liver health formula? It is all natural. It contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that can help recharge and protect your liver. And it is manufactured right here in the United States and not China. Okay, so you got to go to getliverhelp.com news. You will get five free gifts when you order today over at getliverhelp.com news. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. The QAnon shaman, of course, uh, his real name, Jacob Chansley, who pleaded guilty to storming the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, uh, has been released from prison to a halfway house 14 months early. Now, um, here is, of course, the video that surfaced just recently that show Jacob being just kind of walked through the Capitol by officers who this is all seems very peaceful and very much uh, approved by the officers who are walking with him. And uh, so this video had just recently surfaced and everyone said, why why is he still in prison? He needs to be released. This is horrible. Um, How come this didn't come up in the trial? This should have been evidence. This should give grounds for his whole trial to be upended uh, and the verdict to be upended. Well, there's been some reporting that has indicated that these videos played a part in his release. However, the uh, the attorney who has been uh, working with him now has actually come out and said, "We our producer talked to him on the phone today, and unfortunately he couldn't join us today. He had a previously scheduled court hearing, but he did tweet out, let me make something clear. The videos released and played on Fox News did not play a role in any early release for Jake Chansley. Al Watkins claiming that to be the case is false and uh, is Watkins continuing to deflect blame away from himself for his horrible work. (laughs) Jake's sentence was 42 months. The final six months are always in a halfway house uh, by police. So total custodial time was going to be 36 months. But there are programs that allow a prisoner to earn credit on his sentence beyond good time credit. Jake took advantage of those opportunities. He was arrested in January 2021 and was detained the entire time. He served 26 plus months in custody. When I first spoke with him on in November 2021, I told him his release date was likely February 2023. He thought that it would be early 2024 uh, and it ended up being pretty close. He was not far off from that February projection date, uh, almost April of 2023. Um, And so this is apparently a a case where a lawyer swooped in to to pretend like he was going to save the day, Al Watkins, swooped in, pretended to, to, you know, save the day and actually got him to plea 
to uh, made a deal. He went to prison, never talked to the guy again, allegedly. And this new lawyer came in to help him. Um, but this was not any sort of victory from these videos exonerating him. And, you know, I'm glad that he's out of prison. I want to make that clear. He should have never been in prison. But to me, um, it, it, it angers me because I want accountability from the government who, sh who could have given this evidence who that should have been played at his trial. So now we're going to try to get his his new attorney uh, on the program. But because uh, what I want to know is, can he sue? Because that's what I would be doing is I would want to sue the pants off of whatever prosecutorial agency mm -hmm. withheld evidence that could have exonerated me. And I spent 30, what, 26 plus months in custody. I'm suing the pants off of anyone I can. I mean, when you see the videos, it's hard to imagine what he went to prison for. It's, it's impossible to imagine. For over two years, the yeah. guy was in prison for walking around the Capitol building peacefully, escorted by cops. Did he kill one of them when, we were, when he was off camera? Well, he was carrying a large spear, Pat. He, he was, and he wore horns. Mm -hmm. Apparently, mm -hmm. that's why he went to prison for 26 months. He had horns and the spear, on his hat. The spear, of course, was just the American spear flag. Was, yeah, look at that. It's uh, a very scary spear with an uh, American flag on I top mean, of it. You know, these people are being charged with parading, milling, and that's clearly about what he did. Yeah. Uh, it's unconscionable what happened to these Americans. It's just not America anymore. Yeah. It's just not. I totally agree. I hope he does sue him, and I hope that we get out of this cycle of like seeing a headline that implies a victory and getting all excited and forgetting about it. You know, we, we tend to have the attention span of guppies too often. Guppies? Guppy. Isn't that a saying? That's a saying. <laughs> I mean, okay, so, but how do we, I feel like it's just going to get worse, the attention span. <laughs> no, 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 the attention span. I'm serious, because mm -hmm. you, you, you do bring up a good point. Um, we, we so often forget all of, you know, what happened a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, the American public has forgotten. I honestly think if we had had the, the midterms sooner and people still felt the pain of all the draconian COVID mandates, you know, all, all of that, that they, it would have been a little bit different, um, but we didn't because they forgot. And I feel like with social media, it's, it's just going to get worse because we've got Instagram reels and we've got TikTok and people pay attention for 60, 30 to 60 seconds and then they're just kind of done. Yeah, I, I wish you weren't right, but, but you are. I mean, and that's why so many of the historical parallels don't work because even in the last <clears throat> yeah. 15 years, our attention span, and I think it's biologically referred to as like a time preference, our ability to like delay gratification and pursue long-term goals has eroded completely. And mm -hmm. so even if, you know, the revolutionary generation, which, be, which would be young people, even ignoring that they're all like leftists and have no loyalty or allegiance to this country, even if they had that, their ability to like focus on something would be, and now that there's an Adderall short, too, like they would not be able to do that. <laughs> Pat, last word on this topic. Uh, it, it would have been a better story if he, I, to me, if he had been released because of the videos. That's why I'm it, like, it would have been great. Yeah, I'm like, this just makes me more I'm, mad. I'm really, I'm really pissed that it's, it's, it's not the video that got him released because it should have been. I know, I know. It really should have been. Um, and I mean, nothing's going to come of the videos um, that Carlson showed, uh, yeah. even though a lot should come of it. People should be released from jail. Uh, the, people should be apologizing. Prosecutors should be ashamed of themselves. None of that's going to happen, though. Yeah. There'll be there'll be no accountability. Yeah, it is very frustrating to watch. Um, I, okay, I want to shift over here to the confrontation 
that happened uh, over in D.C. when Thomas Massey started responding to I, yelling, temper tantrum. I mean, I, I don't even know what you want to call the. This is a, I think he's an honorary member of the squad, Democrat New York Representative Jamal Bowman. He was just like, when, when, I, when, is, when is enough going to be enough? We need gun control. We want to take away your Second Amendment rights. We want to disarm everybody while we release violent criminals into the streets and weaponize the federal government against you. We wa also want to take your guns. Uh, it got uh, very heated. Watch. Talking about gun violence. In a school that allows teachers to carry. Carry guns? You think more guns lead to more death? Would you co-sponsor? More guns lead to more death. Look at the data. You're not looking at any data. You're, you're, you're carrying the water for the gun lobby. No, no. Look at the data. More guns lead to more death. For the kids. States that have open carry laws have more death. In every school that allows carry, there's never been a shooting. has been elected to represent us, the people, right? Not, not me, in New I don't, I'm not in New York, I don't claim him, but someone, he's supposed to be an actual adult. He's supposed to be this esteemed, you know, individual who goes there and follows some sort of decorum, and he's just whining and bitching about the first or the second amendment, and like, but have you ever worked at a school as if you need to work at a school to understand actual facts like it's so embarrassing and he keeps asking thomas massey um you know have you have you even looked at the data well i don't think jamal bowman has looked at the data because th there is data that shows that there has never been a school shooting in all of these schools that allow staff to carry no school shootings during school hours that those are the stats that is the data jamal there haven't been okay Glad we could clear that up for you. I love that these lefties pick up on these little catchphrases like "more guns lead to more death." Yeah. What? Where's show me the show me the data on that? Right. I'd love to see that data because it's just it's a flat out lie. It seems to me, Pat, that these keep happening in gun free zones. Yeah, every single time, and even in this one, uh, she was going to go to another school and shoot that school up, and it was too heavily armed. Mm -hmm. There was too much security, mm -hmm. so she chose the other school. Right. Uh, that happens every single time. I mean, they go to the soft targets, and the soft targets are the gun-free zones where nobody has a gun. Uh, more guns lead to more crime. That's such garbage. There's more guns now in America than there's ever been, and crime is actually down. Mm. Fact is, murders are down. Um, you know, in some cities they've gone up, but overall, uh, gun crime is down from where it used to be. In the 90s, in the 80s, it was much higher than it is now. I know I brought this up before on the show. I think it's a great example of like American excellence though. Uh, when Aaron Burr retired from the Senate, 
He gave extemporaneously a three-hour speech about the importance of the Congress and its obligation to represent the people and do so with dignity and respect. And it was so good that even his, his um, I guess you'd say, not dissidents, but his opponents in Congress stood up and gave him a standing ovation. The more critical newspapers even wrote about it favorably. And it was like this great moment. And you compare that class of statesmen to what we have now, and it just shows like the, the way that we've devolved as a country. I mean, that guy's such a Of course, he did go on to kill Al Alexander Hamilton. So That's true. You know, you can't was, win them all. that. <laughs> you can't win them all. <laughs> Not exactly great decorum there. But. No, but... <laughs> You know, we all have our moments. Yeah, Pat. yeah. <laughs> who, who doesn't from time to time <laughs> snap? Kill a yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but you're right. It's just like ha I don't know what's more embarrassing. I know we got to go here in a second. I don't know what's more embarrassing. Um, the fact that he like he did that, that he behaves that way, or the fact that there are actual Americans who elected him to go behave that way. That's why uh, mm -hmm. I think it was Joseph DeMaster said that every country has the government it deserves. And when you look at like mm. the type of people we used to have versus now, it kind of makes sense in a way. That's depressing, but... It is but depressing. Yeah. Like true. you mentioned, you know, I can't believe that this guy is supposed to be sophisticated. Go to his district, talk about politics with those people. I bet it's pretty similar. Yeah, mm. yeah, you're right. Um, all right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back. Over in, the, over in the Netherlands, boy, you think it's bad here. Just wait a few years when we turn into the Netherlands where uh, naked adults promoting transgenderism and sex change surgery stand in front of young children for why I actually still don't know. Watch. Welcome back, gewoon bloot. Ben gewoon bloot gaan voor wassen mensen. Here, adults get undressed so that we can learn something about it. These kids, 10 to 12 year olds, get the opportunity to ask them questions about their naked body. And today, our guests are transgenders. It's about the feeling that you have about your gender. Yes, and that feeling can simply be a feeling, but you can also do something about it. I had a surgery. But you can also be transgender and not have surgery. Literally standing naked. As you can see, there's something in my underpants. I have a vulva. I don't feel comfortable with that body part, therefore I'm wearing underwear. I thought Volvos were uh, Swedish cars. <laughs> Aren't they from yeah, Sweden? Like this <laughs> no, they're That's Netherlands. Oh. Oh. <laughs> 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 said, this is a little girl <laughs> saying, uh, first you <laughs> wonder, but it's pretty normal. Wow. Man, man, and frau, frau. This is so evil. Now they're asking, how did you feel after you had surgery? Euphoric. Okay, that's echt Euphoric. That's great. Extremely happy. I woke up and I knew that my breasts were gone. That it looked like I had always wanted it to look. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah, you can. Nope. That's. I feel like I need ten showers after watching that. And I just for just for the record, I would like to make sure that I state that, like any program that is presenting naked bodies to children mm -hmm. is really sick child abuse. I, like, I don't, mm -hmm. it, the transgender thing just takes it to a whole nother level, but any, any program that the intention is to put children in front of naked adults, like, that's a problem for me. Yeah. Am I too old-fashioned, uh, Pat? <laughs> no, okay. Not for my money. Okay. No. And it used to be that we, I think, all agreed on that, whether in the United States or the Netherlands, whether left or right in this country, everybody agreed 
let's protect children. Let's mm -hmm. let's keep the sexualization of children out of our society. Can mm -hmm. we do that? Mm -hmm. We'll keep those books away from them. We'll keep porn away from them. We won't allow them to have access to those things in schools or on television shows. And that's why we rate things so that they can't go to movies like that. And now anything goes mm -hmm. with kids. Mm -hmm. That is unconscionable. That's evil. Yeah, it's just it really is. pure evil. I mean, imagine being so far gone. You've dedicated, I guess, you know, your whole life to this wokeism that you as a parent would subject your child to that. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it's like a religious ritual for these people. And it's amazing, too, yeah. how they don't feel impelled to provide a good reason like, you know, there are certain types of content that kids probably shouldn't be exposed to, but you could, like, rationalize it. Like, you know, if you brought your son to sh uh, show him how to, like, field strip a deer and he's, like, five years old, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, maybe he doesn't need to see that quite yet. Yeah. But mm -hmm. when he's, by the time he's, like, 12, you should probably stop a beating heart, a, like, an animal heart by that point, in my opinion. You know, yeah. I think it's good for, I think it's a spiritual experience, really, like, for young guys to kill a deer. But anyways, it's like, okay, maybe don't do that. <laughs> but, like, what is the rationale for bringing children in front Oh, they need to learn about body. What do you mean learn? It just is. What, what, what is there to learn about your body? Like, yeah. okay, you're at a, you know, it's a certain point you're going to get older and things happen. The mother, the, the father should have those conversations. Why would you bring a panel in of naked people, who, by the way, aren't even like naked normal people. These people are all like demented and they're just like, okay, here's body parts I have removed. Like it's a Lego or something. It's just, it's mm. insane. It really, and, I, and I'm only half joking about like, just wait a couple years and that program coming soon to the United States. Um, That's no joke. That, no, it's really not. It will, if we that don't stop it. So, um, so it's, I'm, I'm, you know, we're talking about these parents. How demented do you have to be? Well, there are plenty of demented ones over in Australia. 60 Minutes Australia uh, posted a teaser for a segment about parents raising, not babies, uh, but babies. Watch. We didn't assign a gender at birth. I'm letting this little person be who boys. they want to be. It is an experiment. Oh. What they're doing is unprecedented. Gender later. On 60 Minutes. You can't tell what your gender is by looking at your body. What are some of the biggest challenges? Strangers in the street have had quite a strong response. Why are you so obsessed? Why do you need to know? We're not trying to eliminate gender. It's really helping kids find their own path to it. Huh, okay. So we're just letting kids make the rules now. Yeah. I, you know what? My 10-year-old came up to me the other day and was like, can I take your uh, car for a spin? And I was like, sure. You make <laughs> the rules, not? not me. Right. Who am I to say that you have to be 16 to, you know, drive and get a driver's license? That's silly. I'm, I'm, I'm going to engage in that creative parenting, too, and just, oh, do you want to drink at 10 as well? Sure. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Every, just throw everything out the window. We're going to let... We're going to put you in the driver's seat, son, because that's how parenting works. Except it's not. It's actually the exact opposite. And these parents are horrible people and should be thrown in prison. And that's actually a polite uh, sentence that they should get. Um, and I, you know what? That's where I'm going to stop because I don't want to use a swear jar. But I would like to, before we have to go to break, I would like to remind everyone, if you would like to join us in the fight against all of that, all of what you just saw there, make sure you go to defendkidstx.com and help us. And yes, we are trying to expand to a state near you. So make sure you at least join our mailing list so you can find out when that is. We'll be right back.
Stacey, I said earlier, coming soon to uh, the United States of America. You might wonder, why would you say that, Sarah? Oh, well, because here's what they're already talking about on MSNBC. Watch. I would challenge anyone just to get to know trans people. We are a vibrant, diverse community, as diverse as anyone else. You know, I'm from the great state of Texas. I served in the military. I go to church every Sunday. My faith mm. is very important to me. Is it? But God made me in her image. God made me transgender. In her image, uh. God made you. There, so, like, literally none of that is true, and it's actually the exact opposite. <laughs> so... God put you in the wrong body on purpose so that you could change here. That sounds mean. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> Messed up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but uh, did you also know that God was a woman? I did not know that. Well, now you know. I did not know that. Now you. Well, we're learning. But what is a woman actually? These people—they're like lis listening to the whispers of serpents, and they think that it's like a victor. Something like, they, like these people do like mushrooms or something and talk to demons, and they're like, "I met God. She's a woman." Then they go to hell, and it's like, <laughs> shouldn't have done that. Yeah. boy, if you had that to do over again, um, I just love when they just—they they just look so manly. You're just like, that's, yeah, and sound you're just, manly. Yeah, you're like this isn't fooling anyone. Like, you're just that's. You're just yeah. a man. I know I was supposed to be dainty <laughs> over there, and uh, so uh, I changed bodies. Went from a man to a really dainty chick. It's like uh, Austin Powers. That's a man, man. You're not fooling anyone, all right? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.